0: God of Elizabeth, God of Mary, God of surprising news and long-awaited arrivals. In these days in which we find ourselves, there is so much we cannot control. But we are reminded in this story of what we can do we can run with haste into communities that gather in your name, that remember your promises and tell stories of hope, not despair, that speak words of blessing, not judgment, and that make us more and more into the people who will bear the light and the joy to your world. We ask this for ourselves and for our children and for all generations. For you are the mighty one for whom nothing is impossible. And so may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be pleasing and acceptable to you this day, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Today's story finds me pondering about the story between the lines. What was Mary thinking and feeling as the angel Gabriel departed from her, leaving her alone to make sense of the news she had just received? the affirmative answer she had just given, and what in the world was going to happen now. Womanist theologian Renita Weems writes about Mary's thought process in a really beautiful way in her book, Just a Sister Away. This is what she writes, thinking about Mary. That a lesson to be learned here was how to receive a blessing that seems to cause more problems than it solves. To be pregnant is one thing. To be pregnant with the Christ is another thing altogether. How do you defend a blessing you cannot explain? Mary asked herself. Besides, who would believe her? Joseph? Absolutely not. The townswomen? Hardly. Elizabeth, her relative, perhaps. At least Elizabeth was married. But still, Mary needed someone to talk with. Someone who knew what it means to grapple with God's intentions for them. To me, the story between the lines tells us that Mary needed Someone who could and would receive her, just as she was, and come alongside her. Someone who could help her feel less alone as a promise begins to grow inside of her. Her body, nurturing the body of God. Her life, giving life to the light of the world. It's no wonder to me that Mary went with speed To the only place and person who could understand her. To someone who could bless her faithfulness, her belief and disbelief that her life was taking such a direction. Saying, in words of welcome, blessed is she who has believed that the words of the Lord will come true. You know, couldn't we say the same thing about what we need? We need one another. Seek one another out as we wait for the promises of God to unfold in our lives. Here in this incarnation of the body of Christ, this community whose name is Providence, we hold each other up when one of us needs encouragement or support. We help one another search for meaning, rejoice with one another, and walk alongside one another when the way seems very dark. Just as Elizabeth must have listened to Mary and helped her prepare as much as you can prepare for something like giving birth to the Christ child, we help one another work things out. And sometimes we just sit in the darkness and wait. Just sit next to somebody, trusting that the promises of God are still at work, listening for a word from the Lord to speak to our hearts and give us direction. To me, this is what it means to be Emmanuel, God with us, with each other. We're not meant to go through the tough or the beautiful alone, both need to be shared. I love that, Murtis. you said this passage spoke to you, stirred your spirit in a way that perhaps was like a little Pentecost. That's what I see in this text, too, when these two women get together. It's Pentecost on the threshold of Zachariah's home. The Holy Spirit descends upon the older Elizabeth, pouring out a spirit of such joy and sense of God's yes to herself, to Mary and their two babies. She cannot keep from singing. Elizabeth represents the older, more experienced generations that have walked with God their whole lives long. They can speak and sing about God as beloved because they know what that feels like. And they know that with God, all things, all things, are possible, And that nobody is too old to be remembered with new life. It is through the elders that the narrative of what God has done, is doing, and will do continues. And as a young woman, Mary needs this recognition and blessing of Elizabeth. As much as Elizabeth needs the recognition and blessing of Mary, whose presence in her home declares that God is not done, the story of faith will continue, and the young will remember and give thanks and keep alive the dream of God in new generations. Elizabeth's spirit-filled recognition of Mary and all that she represents Enables Mary to recognize this blessing that will turn her life upside down, will in fact turn her life and the lives of all people in all times right side up. And so Mary too cannot keep from singing, even as the work of blessing is still in progress in her life, and therefore still in progress. In our lives as well. Mary proclaims and claims blessing ahead of time. So firmly does she trust in God's faithfulness that she belts out her song of revolution and redemption with bold confidence. There's a fancy theological term for that kind of trust and blessing. It's called hope. Hope. It's a tricky thing, hope. Given how intimately it's intertwined with our longings and desires, both conscious and unconscious, hope can sometimes slide into delusion or obsession when we're so consumed by a desired outcome that it can distort our perceptions. Or hope can dissolve into wishful thinking in which we want something to happen but just wait idly by for somebody else to come and do it. But true hope, full hope, roots us deeply in the present. It beckons us to do more than wish or wait or want for someone else to do something. This hope calls us to discern what's beneath our wishes, to discover the longings beneath our longings, to dig down to the place where our deepest yearning and God's deepest yearning are the same. And then when we find that, when we uncover those deepest desires, hope invites us, compels us, to participate in bringing about those things for which we most keenly long. On Friday, I visited with Frances, who's with us today. She's an Elizabeth of our church, a woman who embodies God's love for us, God's hopes for us who received this Mary into her home for a visit that, at least for me, was full of the Holy Spirit. We were on holy ground as I listened to the stories of God's faithfulness and provision in Francis' life and in the life of this church. We remembered people who have left their mark and their legacy on our congregation over the last 17 years. We've grieved for the losses of folks who have died or moved away or have discerned God is calling them to other wells in faith communities and the outcomes that are still in process as a result of those changes. And we also imagined and talked about the hope that is waiting in the wings for Providence, and how our congregation might prepare itself for Hope's arrival as we enter our 18th year of life in 2019. As Frances, her daughter, Cheryl, and I talked at their dining room table, I felt the presence of the Spirit through their hope and love in their voices for all of you, for all of us, a hope-filled love that points to the love of God, who holds us tight in the nighttime of our fear and grief, and who promises that we are never left alone to our own devices or our self-help efforts, but who says over and over, from Genesis to Revelation, I am with you, I will never leave you, nothing is impossible with me, Cast your cares upon me. Take refuge in my love. For more is at work than you can see. Church, like Mary and Elizabeth, we are caught up, caught up between the old stories and the new narratives of God's presence and involvement in the world and in us. We are held tenderly, between received stories and emerging ones. And that can feel like a pinched space, a small space, a stuck space, but it's a liminal space. It's a thin place where we're crossing over, compelled to cross over into the future, full of blessings ahead of time that we don't even know await us because God holds us in this in-between time. God's palms are big enough to hold us, surround us with comfort and love, hope and peace, strong enough, sturdy enough to scoop us all up. Whisper to each of us, you will live, so live. Blessed are we who believe the blessing ahead of time, and believe that the words of the Lord will come true. Will come true. Amen.